Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. Hey, I'm Derek. And I'm Dave. Welcome. So uh, we are basically on here to just talk about different uh, things with associated with CCM. Personally, I'm just a big fan. I've been a big fan for a very long time since I got my first album back in, I don't remember now, but a, a while ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think most genres do a fine job of celebrating, remembering their history, you know, country music and all that. If you go to a symphony, you're likely to hear one or more of the gr- classical greats, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's a shame sometimes Christian music industry doesn't remember and celebrate all of our, our rich history. Right. And, and so it's, you know, it's good that we're getting on here and talking about that. So we incorporate just all sorts of different things. And again, I'm Dan and I just, I'm a fan, but I've also been in, uh, and I'll let everybody else kind of introduce themselves, but, um, I've gosh, been a fan then worked, uh, radio for four years. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a musician. I'm just an enthusiast, not a singer. And it's just three guys talking about the industry, the music, uh, what appeals to us. Because I know there's lots of different numerous albums, you know, in this genre all over the place. Um, so it's not really in a particular endorsement on any musician's theology or a particular song's theology. It's just our opinion, maybe some stories, um, just something to talk about. Sure, nostalgia. nostalgia but Derek, I know, I know. Yeah, I know, Derek. You're our musician, though. Uh, that's, so. that's your opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I like, uh, like Dan, I got my first CCM albums way back in the early eighties. I still remember that the first CCM that I heard was probably either Daniel band on rock or Petra's never say die album. Either one of those kind of one a and one B the first, CCM albums that I ever heard. So that's how far back I go. Um, I played briefly uh, guitar for Rich Mullins and toured with him for a very brief time. And how I got to know Dan and Dave was working in the music industry and the radio industry and uh, working at a at a uh, CHR station here in Wichita. And um, it's great when you have, um, when your music tastes click, when your friendships click and everything clicks and here we are with the podcast. So that's my story and I, I might stick to it. So. <laughs> well, I have, to, I have to add, Derek, that was a fantastic station that we worked at, uh, Z91 and kind of a trailblazer because, you know, we played a lot of stuff, you know, that at the time wasn't getting played on the air and, uh, it was the first Christian station locally here, you know, in, in Wichita and maybe one of the first in the Midwest that kind of did what we did back in the day. And uh, that was one of my favorite uh, favorite radio gigs I ever had. Just a yeah. great station. Yep. Agreed. My dad was a minister, a Baptist minister, and both he and my mom were very musically inclined, of which I've got none of that talent. <laughs> um, but they did introduce me to Christian music at an early age. I was trying to think what I listened to early on. I remember the Imperials Heed the Call album. My parents playing that a lot. Sure. Yep. And then uh, my dad's favorite group of all time was Andre Crouch of the Disciples. So I remember oh, them yeah. having Andre on all the time as well, in addition to the Gaithers. Yeah. But um, so that kind of started me, and I used to steal my brother's record collection when he wasn't home. That's how I, you know, met Michael W. Smith's music, and you know, fell in love with Amy's music. 
and DeGarmo and Key. Um, but then when I was a teenager, I kind of wanted to get into the rock stuff, Petra and Whiteheart, the res band. But my parents were very hesitant. They're like, ah, I don't know about that Christian rock. You know, it's okay if you listen to Amy Grant, but I don't know about that Christian rock. True story, they went to Tulsa and went to a crusade with, um, with Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts in that crusade said, let your kids listen to Christian rock. Came home, I went, they said, you okay, you can listen to it. I went to the Better Book Room and bought Beat the System. Yes. And I bought Hotline from Whiteheart, <laughs> and that was the end of it. It was never the same after that. So let's, I'm a fan like you guys, um, and Dan, I couldn't agree more. I think that we don't do enough justice to the classic, the heritage music and Christian, you know, and CCM. So I'm excited to get to talk about it. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you can, tell, you can tell there's definitely those eras, just like most music, where, again, you look back on it, and it's kind of like the, you know, embarrassing middle school photos we all have. And you're like, oh, you know, that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But, but it yeah. all came out of that. You know, it all burst out of that. And right. It's, it's so funny, Dave, you bring up, I didn't even think about this, but you're right. Actually, my parents listened to Heed the Call as well. <laughs> and I remember, oh, yeah. I, remember grow, I remember growing up with, you know, praise the Lord, yep. you know, and, uh, <laughs> old man's rubble, right. and, uh-huh. you know, things like that. And Gaither, same, you're right, same thing. And then but I don't know, somewhere along the way, I, again, it was just as a teenager, maybe, or something, it just was like, eh, that kind of became, I don't know, boring to me, I guess. And, but then my youth pastor gave me Petra's Beat the System, mm. and I brought, brought it home, and, or I was listening on the way home, and oh my, I, I will still remember that day. Yes. That I heard the first Beat the System, <laughs> and they, they, they opened with that. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing! Right. And I wore, I wore that cassette out. You know, back same with the, here, you know, double sided cassette, right? The white, just a white double sided cassette. Yeah. You know, where eventually you played it long enough, and everything's erased off. All the ink is erased <laughs> off. You know? So that that was mine as well. And then then I was like, oh my gosh, there's all this, these other groups. So then right. that branched me off into Whiteheart. Yeah. Then it was Hotline, and I'm like, Hotline, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we kind of, we're kind of focusing on 85 to 95 is kind of where we're going to be talking about these albums, um, and these artists in that time period. Also, do you, you want to talk about, do you want to talk briefly about why we chose that kind of arbitrary sounding 10 years? Just kind of, I mean, we kind of felt like that was kind of the sweet spot. Is that maybe the best mm-hmm. word to use for that yeah. CHR, that Christian hit radio sound that kind of started with maybe Amy's Unguarded or Petra's Beat the System? Yeah, and, and this was when and this was when things started moving also on the radio from one hour shows, you know, on the AC station and local, you know, cities mm-hmm. to to whole stations were starting to be birthed mm-hmm. out of these things. Yes. And, um, yeah, you, you could tell that things were just starting to take off. Uh, yeah, Amy Grant, you know, all these folks come on the scene and really start to blossom. Yeah, um, and of course, I like talking about it because it's that's really formidable or not formidable. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, anyway, the time when I really, I really enjoyed that. Oh, it was era. a formative. Is a formative. Formative. Period. That's yeah, the word I'm looking for. That's <laughs> Not formidable. I'm the musician and the thesaurus. So there you go. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, that that whole scene kind of, I don't know that it petered out, but it maybe morphed into something else, maybe after Jars of Clay, maybe after, 
DC Talks, uh, Jesus Freak, maybe, uh, I don't know, that CCM, I, I don't really, and maybe this is a, a point of discussion, but is CCM really around anymore, or has it morphed into something that deserves its own moniker, deserves its own title? Um, I don't know. I When I hear people criticize CCM today, I think my first thought is, do we have CCM anymore? I, I I'm not sure I'm aware of it. So I don't know. You guys, what do you, what are your thoughts? I think we still do. I think I think though people forget, you know, there was still a lot of stuff in the '85 to '95 time frame that, quite honestly, just wasn't very good. Right. <laughs> There's still a lot of that. Right. Yeah. But then there was still a lot of stuff that was really good. Yes. And yeah. I think we're kind of experiencing that. And I think every genre of music experiences that. Um, you know, that we still have that going on today. You know, we still have some artists that are just really good um, right now. Because I still follow it. I have been a fan, and I've been following this since since Petra's Beat the System. Right. Know? So I'm still very much into it. You know, Toby Mac today and, uh, you know, others for King and Country, that kind of thing. I still think we have some pretty good groups out there um, that are still and somewhat even trailblazing. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like, again, this was the time when it really, things started really moving into, um, I don't want to say the mainstream, that's not the right word, but it just really started taking off. Yeah. Um, and just had a lot of good uh, groundbreaking stuff happening here. But there were a lot of people that argued that same thing in, from the 70s. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, so. Would, would it be a, would it be fair to say that maybe, um, if you if you just kind of met a new friend and said, "Well, I like rock music," and that but that's so broad, what, does that mean that you like classic rock from the seventies and eighties? Does that mean you like alternative rock from the or grunge from the nineties or whatever you want to call it, or or new metal from the two thousands or whatever rock is today? So maybe it's all CCM, but we need a little more granular description of what it is we're talking about, and thus this podcast maybe yeah. that's yeah maybe that's i think it. it's all like you said derek still ccm and like dan said there's always you know groups that are great and put out great music and others that are just okay and you know sometimes and this isn't i'm not trying to say any bad about christian radio right now but a lot of what i hear when i listen is a lot of the same sounding music mm-hmm. um and every once in a while you hear like a for king and country and you're like ooh that sounds a little bit different or a skillet and you're like, Oh wow, that, that sounds a little bit different, but I, we've always had that, mm-hmm. but I think it's still under that same umbrella. Um, and maybe we just haven't, they haven't defined it, you know, as well as, as they should, you know? Sure. Sure. And, and that, and Dave brings up a great point that, that, you know, when he talks about him listening to radio, so that might be a good time for us to just kind of, you know, throw out there briefly what our vocations are now. So Dan, you want to start and, Talk about what you're doing now. Obviously, you're not on radio anymore. You're doing something totally different. And... Yep, just in business now and okay. just doing uh, running some businesses, own a, own a couple businesses. Um, I'm, I'm right now actually sitting in a room surrounded by comics that I collected in the 80s. So <laughs> that's important. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, but yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dave, you're you're kind of uniquely situated to talk about the radio scene. So you want to riff on that for a second? Sure. Yeah, I started radio in 89 and have been able to, uh, lucky enough to stay in it and uh, continue to do it now and have done several different formats. 
Um, so that's something that uh, you know I still enjoy. I've worked at two Christian stations, the one with you guys, and then a more adult contemporary Christian station in town. Mm-hmm. Um, both great experiences, both both different. Um, but what they had in common that I really loved is that they were locally ran and, you know, and, um, really connected to the community and, um, play some yeah. great Christian music. So, yeah, that's, that's really what set those stations apart was some autonomy and some local connection to the community that were really right. great. And it, you just don't see that anymore. Yeah. As for me, I, this is Derek. Um, I'm a reformed Presbyterian pastor now, so I'm not in radio i'm not a music um i'm a pastor and so i've got that connection to the church so that's kind of what i do and what keeps me going so dan what's our topic for today so we well of course right now we're launching this thing in the middle of quarantine and covid and so we all kind of decided hey let's talk about maybe some of the things that we talked been listening to in quarantine does anybody want to throw out what they've been listening to here sure i'll i'll, I'll throw out one yeah um I really, and this pains me to say that this album is not on Spotify. So I've had to listen oh, actually yes. on my actual CD I own. And I still, I mean, we all still own a bunch of our CDs. So we are definitely fans of pulling out the actual media, looking at the credits. We all, I think I yep. speak for all three of us. We are all diehard credit readers. So as Absolutely. we go forward with this podcast, <laughs> that's going to be a big thing is looking at the credits of these albums. So, um, and that, that album for me is Kim Hill's Braveheart. Um, oh, so good. Yeah. Just, it's not on Spotify for whatever reason. So um, this, I mean, we'll, we'll delve into this album more. I think we'll do a whole podcast just on Braveheart, but and then we'll also be starting our letter writing campaign to get it on Spotify. On Spotify, yes. So exactly. if you could, like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So join us, all of our listeners, join us. But yeah, I mean, the credits on this are a who's who. It's just you know Brown Bannister, obviously producing. So and then you go down and it's Tommy Sims, it's Chris McHugh, it's Jerry McPherson, it's Gordon Kennedy. Yeah. So this this was a career album for Kim, and I've just loved listening to it and getting back into it. So that's one for me. You know, for about the last week, and I've listened to several things, and we've kind of talked about this before, uh, for whatever reason, you know, I, I think you guys were the same, is that I've kind of gravitated more to listening to the old CCM for whatever reason during this, with all, you know, the the worry and the pandemic going on. But about the last week, for whatever reason, um, I rediscovered Lead Me On. And I haven't oh, listened to yeah. that in so long, and it yeah. not only does it does it hold up, it's just it blows me away listening to that album. A lot of people consider you know that Amy Grant album to be maybe the best CCM album of all time, right? But um, my favorite track probably right now is "It's All Right." You know, listening to that, going through this, all the stuff we're going through right now. You know, years of knocking on heaven's door has taught me this and so much more that it's all right what may come, and it's just mm. like man. You know, those lyrics are just fantastic, and uh, you can really hear her, uh, Amy's heart on that album. And uh, so about the last week, I said, for whatever reason, I keep putting that in and listening to it. And, uh, you know, it's just very encouraging album. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Dave. Nice. And then, well, I, so I I don't know if I picked one particular thing. I have a you know Spotify 
playlist, of course, with 485 songs on it <laughs> and 35 <laughs> hours of music. That kind of thing from the 80s and 90s, as much as I can find, right? Right. And, um, but I kind of like, you know, I didn't necessarily listen to the ones that I always listened to on the radio or that were always radio playable. I like those stuff that was kind of, I guess, I termed it B-side or something you maybe didn't hear as often, but mm. was still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, But for right now, for whatever reason, Newsboys is just stuck with me really? here lately. Um, so just some of their stuff, because you know Steve Taylor wrote with them. Yep. Um, and it, I don't know, just it's quirky enough. I think it's creative. I think um, the lyrics are, you got to listen to it and get the meaning and it wasn't just always so straightforward right um so i don't know so i kind of like that but i also love just putting on the playlist and just hearing the good old whiteheart dnk russ taff allies you know all of them so yeah (laughs) are we allowed to go over one more can we can we throw out another or no throw another one yeah all right yeah um, I, I, I struggle. I've, I've been listening to Michael W. Smith a lot uh, lately. Um, couldn't decide which Smitty to go with. And I think I'm going to go with Go West, Young Man. It's not my favorite album in total from him. Uh, I think if I had to listen to a whole album all the way through, it would probably either be Eye to Eye or um, uh, Change Your World. But um the song is so Dave, you know, you referenced um, All Right by Amy. I keep coming back to How Long Will Be Too Long by Michael W. Smith. Mm, and, yeah. you know, just how long will we grovel at the feet of wealth and power? How long will we bow down to the golden calf? Um, how long will we curtsy to the whims of new religion? How long will we water down the truth till the truth's no more? Um, and so as a pastor, I think about those things a lot. You know, that's when I look at the the church in general and just kind of some trends that I see. And so I, that song has been with me a lot as I've thought about just what we're doing in this world and, and the, the state that the world's in. So maybe not for a whole album. Um, not a fan of Smitty's rapping on um, <laughs> Love Crusade. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how Smitty feels about that, you know, 30 years later, but um, maybe we'll interview him and talk to him about it. But um but that song, and and the the sad thing is, you know, I just picked up a CD copy. You guys know of um, his Wonder Years, which is kind of his first, you know, ten twelve years box set. And right. how long will be too long is not on that album. It's not in that set. And I just think, oh boy, that was that was a bad omission. That one yeah. and Love Crusade is. So I would, Ugh. if I'd have been on that board meeting, I'd have said, how about we, you know, maybe. Think twice about Love Crusade and and put How Long Will Be Too Long on there. So anyway, that, that song has really stuck with me during this time. Anyone nice. else with another one? Um, yeah, another classic um, that I've been listening to is, um, you know, I've, of course, I'm a Petra fan. I love both eras. But for whatever reason, uh, during the past few months, I when I go listen to Petra, I'm listening to the classic, you know, Greg X. Vols version of Petra. Sure. And, uh, you know, beat the, we've talked about Beat the System, you know, fantastic uh, front to back. Um, but Not of This World was the first, uh, was the second album I bought from them. Mm. And for whatever reason, with all this that we've been going through, that uh, that phrase has stuck with me about how we're not of this world. And mm. listened to that song several times. God Pleaser off that album is one of my favorites by them. Um, you know, it seems just like, I don't know, some, 
simpler times, maybe that's the way to put it. But for whatever reason, like I said, back in back in the eighties, um, those maybe so, really, maybe yeah, maybe so. They uh, stuck out, and I've been listening to uh, the Vols, and also more power to you. Another one I've been putting in occasionally and uh, right. and enjoying. But uh, nothing against John Schlitt. Love John Schlitt, great guy. And but um, but listen to the, to the Vols, Petra from back in the day. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a Vols Petra. Yeah, prefer. Yeah, yeah, that's my uh, preference but, as well. Yeah. Well, and so and my other album, of course, that it's like we're talking about front to back stuff is just Russ Taff. Russ Taff, just oh, so good. Yeah. Yes, I mean. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, from starting with Shake, you know, all the way through. Uh, but like when, uh, do you still believe in love? You know, believe in love. That's the name of the song, I guess. Yep. Uh, still turn that one up. You know, every time I, you just hear the passion, yep. you know, in his voice and mm-hmm. higher. I mean, just fun. Uh, living on the edge of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just all of those just have that great sound and, uh, I don't know, just really captured. I think Russ does a really good job when he's got that really passionate sound. Yeah. Yeah. There. Um, I remember, I remember reading a CCM interview about the time that that CCM magazine interview, about the time that that album came out and him talking about what a, you know, it was a real trying time that he came out of when recording that album. So that's probably a lot of the passion you're hearing there is a lot Mm -hmm. of the troubles that he was going through. So. I remember that article, Derek. In fact, he questioned his faith during that. Time. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, wow. Uh, I read that same article, and and you're. I think you're right. That's why that album is just a little bit different because he's coming from a place of you know, do I believe this? You know, yeah. It's kind of a raw, uh, raw emotion in that. Uh, and of course, I still believe. I mean, I turn that up loud, and I'm ready right. to go for the day if I hear that in the morning. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's Great perfect. song. And I still, I haven't seen his. Uh, what is that? That movie? I still believe I haven't seen. Oh, it the yet. documentary. I to, yeah. Oh, yeah, I need yeah. to see that. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I would recommend yeah. it. I'd recommend it. I'll throw out one more. The this is the last one for me. I always go back to Rich's legacy, uh, liturgy, legacy, and a ragamuffin band. So mm-hmm. that's been a huge one for me, and especially Creed. And I think the reason that song in particular for me, as opposed to something like "Hold Me, Jesus" or "Peace" or something like that, every Sunday in our church, our our congregation recites usually one of the creeds and you know the apostles creed that's what is set to music there and so i just sometimes it's good to go back to the basics what do you believe in these troubled times well i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only begotten son our lord and on down the line so it's it's just good to remind ourselves of those things that okay what what's the what you know like c.s lewis would say what is mere christianity what is what is the foundational truths of what I believe? And that song has the foundational truths that have sustained Christians for two millennia. So that I love it that Rich put that to music before he died and that we have it and that we have it during this time. But that whole album, we need to do a front to back whole album on that one for sure. And Rust Tap, Rust Tap as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally agree. In, well, any fun. others? Gosh, yeah. there's so many we go into. Yeah. You know, I was. The only other thing I was looking into or looking at here was um, it's funny. So White Heart Freedom hits, and then it seems like that whole group, you know, Kennedy and Sims and McHugh and all those guys, just went and did a whole bunch of other albums. 
right. other artists. Right. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, whoa, they're over here. Whoa, they're over there. <laughs> um, there was Simple House, Margaret Becker, and you know, all out of the gray and Love Life, uh, Love Life, Charlie Peacock. Yeah, exactly. Charlie Peacock, Kim Hill's Braveheart. You're yep. talking about, you know, West King, and it's like all of a sudden somebody discovered these guys. Right, and, and they started being everywhere. <laughs> right, which which is a great place to be because they were fantastic. Right, um, and so it's it's it is fun to hear all those sounds. You know, out of the gray. I'm I'm a huge out of the gray fan. When they first came out, I was like, wow, this is really different too. Yes. But good, yeah, yep. so good. And that's something yeah. that I'm I'm not hearing as much. And maybe we can if we want to save this for another podcast, we certainly can. But. Those times, and unlike Dan, I haven't really kept up nearly as much with the CCM uh, like like Dan and 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 Dave have. But when I listen nowadays, when when I listen back to Air, I still got AirCheck tapes of Z ninety one, the the station that, that Dave mentioned, and I hear so much variety. You know, will come out of a song by Liaison or Out of the Gray, Allies or. Michael W. Smith or something like that. And I just don't hear the variety of styles, the variety of personalities and singers. Like it, it, it seems, and this, I'm, I'm totally willing to admit this is a me problem, but it sounds from a distance like a little bit homogenous to me. So, um, and again, that's that, and I'm, I'm perfectly willing to admit that that's a me problem and just, and set that aside. But um, that's one of the things that I love about this, the 10 years that we're getting ready to cover in our podcast is that, you know, homogeneity is out the window. It's just all over the place. Yep. It, it's just, you want a style? We probably have it. You know, that's, that's, and it all went on Z91 and you just never kind of knew what you were going to hear, whether you're going to hear allies or, or Michael W or liaison or, or even a King's X song, occasionally you would hear stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yep. um, that homogeneity is always what I loved so much about what we did, or that that lack of homogeneity, that yeah. that variety. Yeah. Well, there was so much diversity in those ten years that we're going to cover, and uh, you know, not it was fun. It, that's the word I always think of. It was. And you know, not only was the music, uh, you know, different in the styles, but. I hope we can do a podcast on this too, but remember the, the artwork on the albums and how much personality yes. they had back, you know, yes. back in those 10 years. And, you know, yeah. when you just think of the Petra album covers, you know, alone and what they did every time they released an album and, you know, Steve Taylor's stuff. Oh yeah. You know, you're right. Yep. It was just, it was, you never knew what to expect and that's what made it so great. Right. Right. I, I have a, one of my best friends is a graphic designer. And I told him, I said, you know, the tools are there for us to do amazing things. And yet album covers these days, and I'm not even talking just CCM, I'm just talking album covers in general have never been worse. They've never been less and less imaginative. They've never been less interesting. So the tools are there for us to do amazing things with the click of a mouse. Right. But it seems like the creativity is, has gone somewhere else. So um, that always kind of is a head scratcher for me. Yep. Well, good. Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining in here. Get together here again. Yes. And we'll, yep. we'll do some deep dive into some albums. Maybe one thing we talked about is again, kind of that, you know, Brown banister produced a whole bunch of different things. We might do, we're going to probably do a Brown sound, uh, 
podcast. Yeah. And Charlie Peacock, of course, is, did some fantastic stuff. And, uh, you know, again, Steve Taylor. And uh, so we'll, we'll do some more of those and, and just have fun with us on this journey and just thinking back. And, and if you want to see Dan and Dave do karaoke to an Imperials tune, then you know, <laughs> send those. Send those cards and letters to Old Man Rubble. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> there that's you go. Scary. And if there's something Spotify needs more of, it's letters. Yes. So that's... we were that's we gotta make sure we get that letter writing campaign for mm-hmm. yeah, Braveheart. You know, yeah. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'd love that. Sure they'll love it. Yeah. So. Perfect. <laughs> and that wraps up this edition. Yes. We will see Sounds you good. next time. Yep. Thanks, Thanks guys. For listening.